The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. I think that the Patriots, with this field position, you have to just run the clock out. You have to play for overtime now. I don't think you want to force anything here. You don't want to do anything stupid. Because you have no timeouts and you're backed up. Brady's in the shotgun. And he's going to throw it. Nothing stupid. Gets it up. The J.R. Redmond has complete. Gets out to the 21. Now I would, you know, I don't I don't agree with what the Patriots are doing right here. I would I would I would, I would play for overtime. If I had good field position, I wouldn't. But in this field position, I would play for overtime. Now, just a minute. They have no timeouts left. Brady again throws. That's the Redmond again. And that'll move the sticks, but that doesn't stop the clock. Well, Tom the Brady, NFL. he wants to get them lined up so he can just throw the ball down and stop the clock as he did right there. This guy, seconds left. This guy is really cool, though. I mean, I... I've been impressed watching Tom Brady on film and you know in television games and so on, but the way he's playing this game today, he has been very, very impressive with his calmness. Here's Brady. Up the middle pop, and it's Troy Brown, and he gets out of bounds, and they might be in Vinatieri's range with 21 seconds left. This this is amazing. This is, is something, and and I'll admit that as a as a coach and as an analyst, I don't think they should have done, but they had the guts. They have a young quarterback, and they did it. They were backed up. They were inside their own 20. They had no timeouts left, and they're calling these plays, and, and not only calling these plays, but making these plays. Here comes the blitz, and here's Brady. He dumps it to Wiggins down to the 30, and now no question about it. They are in range, but they've got to hurry. And this, this has been a year about Vinatieri and, and making some great kicks against the Raiders. Two of the greatest kicks that I've ever seen in my life. Here comes one of greater importance if he makes it. And it's right down the pipe. Adam Vinatieri. No time on the clock. And the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. That's the way you should win a Super Bowl. And man, that's when a booth was a booth. I was just going to say, can I go back and draft John Madden and Pat Summerall? I mean, that's how long and how great Tom Brady was. His first Super Bowl and when he broke into this and when he took over for Drew Bledsoe out of nowhere. Um, it's when Madden and Summerall were in their you know, in their prime still. Well, and you heard Madden say he would be playing for overtime. They didn't know the greatness of Tom Brady at that point. And then Madden told you, he gave you his take and then acknowledged that yes. he was wrong. And like, that's, yeah, that booth. Was, that's, a, that's a great broadcaster right there. That's to say, to own up to that. Yeah. I don't think that this kid should be going for it here. Yeah. That Belichick should be pushing it here. Play for overtime. Yeah. And then, ooh, I was wrong. 
You know, as a coach, as a broadcaster, I was wrong. They proved me wrong. And then it was it was Brady's greatness. And then we soon learned that Vinatieri, like, yeah. he had big big marbles, too. I was at that game. And it, was really? in, it was in New Orleans. Like, I've been to some really cool games. Like, I, I got to cover the last three Bulls championships. Was lucky enough to be at the White Sox uh, winning in Houston when they ended their curse. I was lucky to be at the Cubs uh, breaking their 108-year drought. Um, Michael's last shot, I, as I mentioned, the three. I saw John Elway's last Super Bowl in person. I saw Tom Brady's first Super Bowl in person. And I, got, I think I ended up seeing two or three of them. And a couple of times I did interview Tom Brady, like, at the podium. I asked really? him a few questions. What you ask him? Like, there was one time, because it was one Remember, David Terrell was a rookie. So, like, I was there to cover it locally, too, not only nationally. Like, I asked him about David Terrell. They played together at Michigan. Yeah. Hey, what, what did you think about David Terrell's rookie season? How do you think he's going to be in the NFL? How handsome was he at that point? Super handsome. Still, Still yeah. yeah. I mean, like, even early, kind of yeah. like baby handsome. Like you saw him the following year in person in Champagne. That I was did. the next yeah, year. He came off the elevator and I almost swooned and fell into his arms. He was majestic. Yeah, six foot four, six foot five, chiseled features. The Bears played the Patriots yeah. the following year in Champaign, yes. Illinois. I was down there to see my father-in-law was doing the games on radio at the time. So my wife and I went down there to have dinner with my father-in-law and um, Gil Santos, the late play-by-play guy for the Patriots. And I brought a football with me because I needed it to be signed for a charity. And I asked my father-in-law if he could hook me up and help me out with it. So he basically rang Brady's room, I think, at the time and said, hey, Tom, when you come down, is there any chance you can sign my son-in-law? It's got a football. And he came on. And I think I was more affected than my wife was when he stepped off the elevator. Hello, little Tommy. Like my wife and I were standing there with Gino and I was like, wow. That's the first time I'd ever seen like Brady in person. I'm like, yeah. It's pretty impressive. And what people forget, I always remind people about the AFC championship game, is that Brady got hurt in the AFC championship game. Drew Bledsoe had to come back off the bench and play in the AFC championship game. And the story nationally of the Super Bowl week was Belichick, as you know, Belichick, wasn't giving it to anybody on who was going to start. It was still up in the air. Was Bledsoe actually going to come back and going to start in that Super Bowl game? That was still a possibility that maybe the veteran was going to start in that Super Bowl game. I think it was in the documentary Tom versus Time 2. There was a full episode about that and how gracious Bledsoe was yeah. to Brady, even though like it really hurt him. Obviously, like that was maybe a, a time that he thought he could reclaim that that team, and then after that, it was it was it was the birth of yeah. of Brady's greatness and that that last drive against the Rams. And remember, the, history began. Remember, the Rams were looking for two in a row. Yeah. The Rams were the greatest show on turf. The Rams uh, were looking to win back to back with Kurt weren't, Warner. Weren't they huge favorites in that huge game? Huge favorites, like thirteen points, yes. something like that. Yeah, like you don't think of Belichick and Brady as this. Cinderella story, but in that Super Bowl, they were. And then they, they went on to win six titles together, and then Brady won a seventh in Tampa. Belichick issued a statement just now. Oh, he did? Yes. 
Screw good you, job, Brady. Good, good job, Tom. You never should have left the nest. Do your job, damn it. <laughs> now, it says, Tom Brady was the ultimate winner. He entered the NFL with little to no fanfare and leaves as the most successful player in league history. His relentless pursuit of excellence drove him on a daily basis. His work ethic and desire to win were both motivational and inspirational to teammates and coaches alike. Tom was a true professional who carried himself with class and integrity throughout his career. I thank Tom for the positive impact he had on me and the Patriots and congratulate him on his amazing career. The second time that Belichick's had to uh, to acknowledge Tom's retirement, right? Did he issue something like I that a year did. ago? Didn't he, didn't he say something nice last year? It just feels different I this year. I think at the end, you missed the last sentence. This time I mean it. <laughs> this time I mean it. Like, do you think that was saved in a Belichick's drafts? And he just was like, I did this last year. Yeah. Let me tweak a word yeah, here, yeah, exactly. word there. A couple paragraphs. Or did he even, we should pull it up. Let's pull up Belichick's Yeah, let's, let's from compare last them. Year. Yeah, compare. Belichick's yes. Yes. congratulations versus this one. Yeah. All right, so we're talking about last 25 years as sports fans sitting here in Chicago. Most of the people that we talk to every day. Who are the, uh, this era, the greatest? I can't say greatest of all time, so I can't say GOATs. But who are the greats that you've enjoyed or have been your favorites? I'm not looking for the best. I'm not looking for the most dominant. I'm looking the ones that you just enjoyed the most. And I think we're on the same page with Well, us. for me, over the last, in this time period, the most must-see TV athlete over that stretch, for me, it may surprise some people, was Tiger Woods. Yeah, I don't think major. I, if people have listened to us, they yeah. know. Tiger Woods in a major, to me, was as, must, it was as much a must-see television experience as any. Of, now, I get it. Some people don't like golf. Fine. Then this isn't, you know, for you. Me. But, me. Yeah. I don't like golf. Well, there are some people that, that don't even make the exception for Tiger in the majors. They just, golf does isn't their thing. But for me, as a golf fan, I, that would be my answer. Of all of the, I mean, great players. LeBron was a great player. You know, you could talk about Mike Trout. You talk about any any number of people. Uh, Kobe's probably on that list too. Kobe isn't is he? absolutely. I bet you there are more people who enjoyed watching Kobe than LeBron. Am probably I not so? Um, like for me with Tiger, and that's how I always talk about his greatness as a general sports fan, one who doesn't generally watch golf. No one has gotten me through the door of a sport like Tiger Woods. I'm normally not there anyway, but if Tiger's there, I'm there. And I'm cheering like crazy because of one man, because of Tiger Woods. It, there's never been anything like it for me. Like, I'm there in the NBA no matter who it is. If it's Kevin Durant, if it's LeBron James, if it's John Morant, if it's Steph Curry, I'm there. Kobe Bryant. Um, baseball World Series, I'm there. On and on with all the other sports. Football, we all know. It doesn't matter. Big market, small market. We're watching all the games. In golf, nobody got me in the door into a sport like Tiger Woods. And, and he made us cheer like we're watching a football game in the gentleman's sport of golf. And he's number one for me as far as watching the greats of the last 25 years. Joe and Mundelein, that's where he's going. What's up, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I that's what I was calling about. Tiger Woods, for me, he moved the needle, you know. Um, especially if you think about the last Masters he won, 
my wife and kids were watching it with me, and they don't follow sports. Um, so for me, it's it's very easy. Uh, Tiger Woods is is the is the one I've watched the most. Joe, thanks. We appreciate the phone call. Uh, John on the South Side. John, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Hey guys, for me, it will be Peyton Manning and Marvin Harris. Harrison. Me Harrison, right? Peyton Manning dissect that defense. And you'll start off on the one-yard line and march them straight down the field. I um, I didn't like the Colts, but I would um, watch Peyton Manny orchestrate. Yeah, I mean it was it was like surgery. It was literally surgery. Yeah. John, thanks. Do you nice remember sir. for a while you were the Brady guy and I was the the Manning guy? Remember you used to nickname me Skyler Manning. Yes. Oh, you, yeah. your microphone broke yeah. again. Oh, that's that thing will never be fixed. Yeah. But then, like that, Brady, one of my favorite moments of all time is when, what was it? Who was it? Was it Seattle pounding the Broncos, and you were sitting in a chair next to me, and your teeth were purple because you'd had so much red wine, and you were like really down because I wanted like I always thought like well Manning was still on par with Brady yeah. as far as his greatness as just a quarterback. I think that's when you kind of I waved it. Yeah, I waved the white flag. Yeah. It was over. And then I grew to appreciate Brady even more. And, like, through my years as the older, I and it's always been this way. Like, I, the guys who have beaten me as a sports fan, like Larry Bird back in the day, I used to not like. I've told you this story before. And then the older he got, I'm like, man, I can't keep hating this guy. This guy is so damn good. Much respect. Even Isaiah Thomas, as much as I hated him, Isaiah Thomas, I think, is... One of the most underrated basketball players to ever play. LeBron, as much of a meathead as I've been with LeBron, LeBron James is so damn good. Still playing at a high level. Still. At what, 38, 39? Yeah. yeah. And like on and on and on. And like with Brady, I was more of a Manning guy. And you're like, you and Cap, you I think you and Cap shared that thought. You guys had the same football brain on that. I think Which, Cap was a huge Peyton Manning guy and was reluctant to give Tom Brady. His just do. Cap used to count out Brady for many years. He's done. He's done. He's done. Yeah. I never counted Brady no. out. Listen, I always still enjoyed Brady. Yeah, but I was just more of a Manning guy. Listen, don't and, say and, we share and, the and, same football brain. Don't oh, that, you dare. Just for that. That's a cheap um, shot. In I the didn't nuts. mean it that way. I just meant on that particular thought. But look, at the time, I think they were they they were they were on par for the most part. And then Peyton's career came to an end, and Tom Brady kept playing and playing at a high level, kept winning Super Bowls, and then distanced himself, not just from Peyton Manning, but from everybody. Like, who do you consider the second greatest quarterback of all time? Now, this is where the conversation becomes nuanced. Right. Because like, this, is, it, is it even Manning anymore? Was it ever Manning? Like Montana, I was Montana, gonna, Montana, Montana. Elway. probably Montana. And I Elway. Was, yeah, I was going to say Montana. I think Peyton's better than Elway. Where's Dan Marino in that list? Love a pure chucker yeah, of the football. I'm not sure there's been anybody better than Dan. If Dan Marino played today with the rules, oh, he'd throw for six thousand yards. And I know the no, the quote no championships. It's just again the eye test yeah. and the skill. And he was doing things passing yardage wise yeah. in the 80s 
the people are doing today. How about that, dude? Get those... back that flick of the wrist and the ball would come flying out of his hand. It'd be perfectly placed wherever it needed to go. Oh, man. Talk about excited. I just got excited. Did you? Yeah. I mean, how can you not? Thinking about Dan Marino chucking I, the pill? He threw for 5,000 yards in 84. Yeah, yeah in 84. And then, with the, the rules on right. how you could cover those, those wide receivers and what you could do to quarterbacks was, in 1984. Very, full felony assault was actually legal then. Mm-hmm. You could f- feloniously assault a receiver at the line of scrimmage and, and a, a quarterback. quarterback. If, but, the way they're protected today, yeah. if they threw for 9,000 yards in a season. Yes. Well, he threw for 5,084. I don't believe anybody threw for 5,000 then until like 2011. Yes. Was that Stafford that did well, it? It was uh, Brady, Brady, Stafford, and I think maybe Breeze. I think, they, I think okay, three, guys, three did guys that did it in after. one year because they yeah. changed the rules that year. And all of a sudden, teams were like, oh, we can pass the ball. I, I, I don't think it's it's crazy to say that. Dan Marino could have thrown for 7,000 yards. Yeah. With, well, with today's think, rules, think with those it. receivers, Clayton Duper and everybody he had. Think about it. In that year, Miller, if you have the stats up, remember, Tom Brady, extra game this year, and he only threw for 4,600 yards. 733 pass attempts yeah. for Tom Brady this year. How many pass attempts did Dan Marino have that year when he broke that 5,000-yard yeah. mark for the first so, time? So, yeah, you're correct. Uh, Brady set the record for most completions and attempts this season. Marino back in 84. Eh, I just lost it. Sorry, I'm on the Brady page. Give me one second. All right. I'll, get you you want I'll take a couple calls. And then you take, you're looking at pictures of Jane Fonda, too, aren't you? Well, that's, I have, I have, right listen, I have multiple browsers open you here. In 84, down. Marino, 362 completions on four, 564 attempts. I mean, he did 564 attempts. Attempts? Like, what was that, like 170 fewer attempts? Yeah. It's, it, it, he was well above, well, well before his time. Uh, We've had that, haven't we? Here, didn't we have a five thousand yard passer here? I, in, in we haven't. We I, haven't had a four thousand well, yard passer. Uh, I, I think thought we had a five thousand. I believe Brady has more passing yards in his forty than anybody in the Bears' history, in the franchise history. Yeah, in his forties. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you know that that uh, that? I mean, speaking of greatness, and maybe Patrick Mahomes is on his way to being mentioned in the same conversation. Patrick Mahomes has already thrown thirty-two touchdown passes in the postseason. <laughs> in the postseason. In the postseason. In the postseason. Uh, Joey G, world famous on the Cap and J Hood show. What's up, Joey G? Hey, Waddle, Sylvie, how are you? We're hey. good. Love hearing yeah, you. Sounds like you're cheating on your guys right yeah. now joining the Do afternoon they know? crew. Did you get clearance from them? Well, I, I got clearance from Cap. Uh, J Hood doesn't have to give me clearance. Oh, okay. All right. Does he know that? Uh, uh, he does now. He's probably listening or Shay's listening. So anyways, talk about the loss of a of a the greatest announcer booth, I don't think anybody will pass up Pat Summerall and Madden. Yeah. Going to your question, uh, I'm sorry, it's two people, Shaquille O'Neal, and um, and that's the running back for Seattle, the Sean Alexander. Oh no, Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. All right. Uh, yeah. Beast Mode. Yeah. Beast, beast Mode. And for the record, Tony Romo stinks. All right. <laughs> There's a punctuation at the end of the sentence right there. Thank Exclamation you, Joey. point from Joey G. Joey G. Yeah.
Uh, Shaq was a fun guy to watch do his thing. If you didn't watch, Rainy Merkin suggested this to me several weeks ago. And I watched it when I was in Mexico over the holiday, over the uh, winter break. Watch the HBO series. If you like Shaq, watch the HBO series. You can get it on HBO Max. It is well worth your time. It's only four parts, and it's really good. Pat in Elmwood Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Speaking of hey, Pat's, I, really I, quick, I hold on, Pat. He he nearly got into a fist fight with Pat Riley, Shaquille O'Neal, oh, when he was with uh, the Miami Heat. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Pat. Hey, long-time listener, a few-time caller. How you guys doing? That's good. Hey, we appreciate Pat. it. I Thanks. I have a, uh, a few. Way back, uh, Tom Rice is one of my favorite players. Oh, Obviously, Rice. I'm the hugest Great. Bears fan. But when I was a kid, it was the only non-Bears uh, thing I had was a Rice. Uh but last 25 years, of course, Sylvie, uh, if Derrick Rose didn't get injured, it probably would be him. A couple football players like T.J. Watt or whatever. But I have one, and Tiger Woods, my God, got me into golf. But I have one overwhelming, and that's Steph Curry, uh, greatest shooter of all time. Uh, I think top five basketball player of all time, and it's just so fun to watch. Uh He's definitely my favorite in the last 25 so years. So much fun. Yeah, he's up there for me, too. I mean, he changed he, he changed the way the game was played. I mean, had a huge impact on how the game was played. And I would say had as big an impact on kids and their appreciation for basketball as anybody. Revolutionized the, 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 the shooting game, right? Yeah. Like, I always tell you, like, when hang time and dunking became a thing, everyone tried to do that. Like, yeah. even kids who could barely dunk now you just see kids launching 25 foot jumpers everywhere yes. it, it it's pretty incredible i uh, love i love to see the kids chucking it up i would advise you if you can't make this shot then don't but everyone thinks they're steph so watching a kids like a little kids basketball game is oh, there's probably a lot of quite kids. humorous they, watching kids chuck it from beyond the arc there are some chuckers even on braxton's team. yeah there are and kids, he's six. Uh, uh, yes and and they don't and they're like braxy we i always tell I want to see you passing. I want to see you sharing the ball. There are kids who do not give that yeah. ball up. They get it, and, and their focus Everyone's is on Steph. the hoop. Everyone's yeah. Steph. Ron downtown, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ronnie? Hey, guys. How you doing? Ron on the, on the north side here. All right. So, listen, don't, don't want to waste a lot of time, but I, I have not called a radio station since 1979 to get a uh, free uh, ride into um, uh, Great American Amusement Park. My my four on the right. Any passes for Ron? Any Great American passes? Why don't we give him a Connie's frozen pizza yeah. for calling yeah, it? That, and well, look, I'm honored. We you hey. you broke a streaks from 1979 to 2023 to get you to call in. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm not honored. Since 1979, guys. Oh, so here here's my four. So I've obviously Tiger and uh, Tom Brady. Brady obviously because I I went to Michigan and I think he's kind of a party guy. Um, Tiger, the best ever. But my other two are um, Michael Phelps, Swimmer, and um, Serena Williams. Both of them athletic freaks, amazing. The work that they put in, we will never see. But um, yeah, the, the, that's my four. He was building, Ron was building his own uh, yeah, Mount the, Rushmore. The, I, I don't want to do the Mount Rushmore. Just, I want to know the guy that you... Do you know what got me today is I was listening... That you to, watch the most. ...to Cap and Hoodie when they got to the Mount Rushmore conversation is the the total disdain for Barry Bonds and the overlooking of Barry Bonds' statistics because of his steroid situation. Well, then, then you hate baseball. Just say it. 
if you hate Barry Bonds, just say you hate the sport. Because that's what the sport's been for the last 20 years. I mean, he is the by, best players have all been yeah. there. He is by far the most dominant baseball player in the last 40 years, 30, 40 oh, years. Yeah. Doesn't Cap want Sosa to come back? Doesn't he want the key he, for an he, interview? He flips back and forth. One, one year he, he hates him. The next year he's interviewing him and he wants him back. The next year he wants him to apologize. The following year he only wants him to apologize if he wants a job. He, he doesn't know. And he'll change it next year, and, and then and, and then now none of the guys, the cheater, cheater, pumpkin know, eater, doesn't want to acknowledge any of those guys. But yet, uh, all he was doing were all these Cubs and Barry Bonds too swore at him when he wanted one of these interviews. He asked Barry Bonds to do an interview when he was doing the Cubs pregame show on GM. I was I was reminded of Barry Bonds' statistical excellence by Meller a, a month or so ago when he said, "Guys, I need you to come back here." And look at his numbers in his... I was his late 30s, right, Mallory? I think whatever it was. Oh, yeah, like 36 to 40. And, and I think because there are so many people that have taken that stance against these players are never getting a hall, hall of Fame steroids or whatever. I would just advise you, if you're a nerd like we are, a sports nerd like we are, take a moment sometime and go look at Barry Bonds' stats and accomplishments. Look at his on-base percentage. Oh, my God. He was like an eight- or nine-time gold glover as well. 2004, 609 on base percentage. 609. It's the stupidest numbers like, I can make a really good case for putting him. I know we're not doing the the the, the Mount Rushmore thing, but he's got to be in your in your team photo, doesn't like, he? You keep going down of the the best ones that we've seen in the last yeah. 35 years. How many guys are the steroid guys? Most of them. All of them. And then a lot of the guys were, were like, well, I really don't know if he did steroids or not. Right. Like, how do I know? You think he's clean, but do we know? All but the pitchers who were pitching to him, do we know? I don't know. I just, I mean, was reminded. Of it. I right just on. giggled when I saw the numbers Meller was showing me a month ago. All right. You want to continue to take these calls and then we'll do Florida or Ohio? How do you want to sure. work this thing? Yeah, let's All take right. some calls. A lot of people want to talk about oh, this. Can I just give you, when we come back, yeah. I got, a, I got a, a story about one of our long lost favorite names in football. Okay. All right. This he, is may good. Have, he may be resurrecting his career. And then the, the great, I want you to give me one. One, not a Mount Rushmore. I do not want to drive to the Dakotas. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for one name in the last 25 years, the great player that you most enjoyed watching play sports that wasn't on your favorite team. 312-332-3776. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything works out with Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of oh, smelling salt. Speaking of John, there's his voice again. John Madden again. A double dip from uh, Mr. Madden. Uh, Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. Just wanted to bring it to your attention. 
since we are uh, in a football bunker right now. First of all, Kyle Shanahan does not see any uh, scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo will return. So Jimmy will reach free agency. We'll see where he ends up. And I just wanted to bring this to your attention. Panthers have requested, the Panthers have requested an interview with Jim Bob Cooter. Oh, yes. For their offensive coordinator spot. Did you know where Jim Bob's been uh, making uh, making hay lately? You know what? I lost track of him after he left Detroit. Let's see. Jim Bob Cooter, I want to say, was somewhere on the West Coast. Yes. Was he out west? Uh, not not recently. Oh, damn. Jim Bob Cooter was I'd down say, south? Yes, there you yes. go. You can always find where do you Jim, think Jim Bob, Bob Cooter's going to hang out. South. Where? South. Well, where at? South. Come on. The Waffle, perfect Waffle spot. House. Alabama? No, uh, no, no, no. He's been in the NFL. Huh? He's been in the NFL. NFL? Uh, the NFL. The National Football League. Florida? Correct. Where at in Florida? Jacksonville. Yes. Yeah. Jim Bob has been uh, the passing game coordinator uh, for the Jags. So I just thought I'd bring that to your attention. Any opportunity. He was a uh, up and comer. Yes. Uh, Was the uh, Lions offense coordinator from 2006 to 2018. The Panthers have also reportedly added Deuce Staley to their offensive staff after he spent the last two years in Detroit. So I guess oh, well yeah, he's Deuce, on the outs. Deuce, Deuce well, is not on the loose. He's not on the loose anymore. The Panthers have added him. He's a Panther, not a Lion. Boy, he's, him and uh, Glenn used to yell at each other. Aaron Glenn, their defense yeah. coordinator, not any longer. Uh, Deuce is now the uh, on the staff with the Carolina Panthers. Did you see the Bears added John Hoke? Uh, you mentioned that to me at the break. That John Hoke been, used to be here as their yeah. secondary coach. John Hoke was uh, hired by Lovey. Back in 2009, and he was a favorite of Lovey, was an up-and-comer back in the day. A lot of teams wanted to interview him as their defensive coordinator. Lovey denied those requests back in the day. And Mark Tressman retained him to be there to be the Bears' secondary coach. So he stayed with the Bears all the way through 2015. Is he a Michigan guy? John Hoke, Michigan guy? I don't believe so. No. I don't know why I'm thinking Michigan when I hear John Hoke. John Hoke was a ball. You're thinking state. Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke. There you go. That's right. Brady Hoke. Not so good. John Hoke. Good. Yeah. Uh, John Hoke was a ball state guy. Okay. Uh, so John Hoke is back with the Bears. Maybe he went to school with David Haw. Isn't David Haw a uh, ball state guy? I did. And I saw Haw tweet about him and uh, tweet some rah-rah chant about ball state. There you go. So I don't, did they, is David that old where he played in 80? He's not that no, old. No, he's not that old, but no. he played. Yeah, he did. Yeah, David played. played. Yeah. yeah. Good player. Yeah, I, absolutely. Wouldn't think anything else. That's all. I, I mean, I got other stuff for you, but like, I, I figured we'd just go take some phone calls. And just any opportunity to say the name Jim Bob Cooter, I'm going to take the opportunity and I'm going to run with it. Not the guy I had to ask. I had to ask Tyler, look, I'm not the, the former. He's not the former Detroit assistant that got pinched pulling through a Wendy's. Um, Why do you always remember through that? Nude. Dude? That was, again, a relative of somebody. Well, it happened. What, do you want me to ignore it? I mean, tuck it away? And I know that, we, of course, he would be a relative of somebody. That The guy who went through the, the Detroit... The man without any relatives. Google that. Oh, he did. The, what the, was his name? The, Tyler? 
I forgot wasn't, it already. It was like it, Joe Cullen, right? Joe Cullen. And yes, Joe Cullen was related to another famous football coach. Not the hockey player. I Joe just Cullen. thought it was wild when the story mm-hmm. came to be at the time that he got busted for pulling. Right? Am I right? He was. He went through a drive-thru at a Wendy's and he was nude? Yes. Wanted mm-hmm. a Frosty. Who doesn't? Was it just... I, I think, can't you wear the, your pants when you go through the drive-thru? down, right? He had a shirt on, right? Did he have a shirt on? I don't know. I thought, no, I thought, I thought it was I, completely He was arrested after he drove through a Wendy's drive-thru naked. Hmm. All right. Listen, I don't remember much, but a story like that sticks in my brain. Kind of sears into your brain. And the first question you ask is, what's going on, big fella? Why are you? Why are we going through the drive-thru nude? A, why are we getting in the car naked? And when you get in the car naked, why is Wendy's your destination? Uh, do you feel more comfortable n- naked if you've got a shirt on or if you're completely naked? I feel Well, you're not naked if you have a shirt on. The definition of being naked is no clothing. I know, but if you're... You're saying naked from the waist down. And I'm not saying if you're covered. Like, you're walking around with no pants... But there's a shirt on. I feel less comfortable that way. I feel weirder that way. I'd rather just take everything off. I agree. I think think Sylvie's right on that. In the stages of weirdness, no pants but a shirt seems weirder weirder to me than full nudity. I feel like you're just a creeper. Honestly, Sylvie. I think you're a creeper either way. (laughs) Well, well, I mean, it's your birthday suit. I rarely will put a shirt. Like, I won't put the shirt on. The underwear are the first thing to go on, like out of yes, the shower. Yes. Like I won't well, even course who, who puts their shirt that's on it, before they put their underwear that's on. My yes. point is that it, it's Sylvie's point. First, it's so awkward. Shirt. It's so awkward to have your shirt on. I will not even. I go with the boxer briefs before I, anything else. I, I don't go, even you, think that needs to be said. Is, is there go, anybody out there that goes, gets out of the shower, dries off, and puts a shirt on before they put their underwear on? Boxers and pants first yes. before the top goes on. Ninety-nine yes. percent. I feel like it's weird with a shirt and nothing on after that i i mean if yeah i don't know anybody that goes the other route in fact i go to the extreme of if i don't know what pants i'm gonna wear i'll put on shorts like a pair of athletic shorts until you decide to put a a shirt on first it's a good move tyler you redeemed yourself after. No, 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 you no. You got to no. do more than that. Oh, really? Then just tell me that you put a shirt on inst- until you decide what shirt you're going to wear. Come on. Have you, do you feel any remorse for your Brock Pur- As Purdy? As I said, I do not care that Brock Purdy broke his elbow. Apologize to Brock Purdy. I'll apologize when he gets his second opinion. See, listen, you and I have been adamant about the <laughs> people, opinion. the people that basically just threw Jay under the bus yeah. after. Suggesting he should have been able to play with a torn in or a grade two or three MCL sprain. You're, you're being like Schlereth was, like Mo Jones Drew. I thought that you. I, I just thought you were different than that, Tyler. I did. I thought that, I am not better than that. No, I thought you were. <laughs> He's hung over today anyway. Yeah, and he was sitting yeah. on the uh, the scorers table yeah. yesterday. That I have. That you know what? With no seat. He that, was actually on the yes, scorers table. That right with his shirt off. That I appreciate that you uh, went to the NBA game last night and then you went out with some NBA folks. Thank you. I can appreciate that and getting overserved. I get as long as you know. Obviously, everything was you know on the Tell up and up. Tell everyone who picked up your bill last night. Ty Lu. Ty Lu. Yes. Ty one Good on. Good man. So did he? When he took one look at your bar bill, did he have second thoughts? No, 
Because he makes like, millions of dollars. I get it, but I am, my assumption is you could put a dent on a bar bill. Oh, no. Ty, Ty came up to us, and he was very nice. He was very nice to us. So, I mean, he was happy after playing the Bulls. I would oh, think boy, that puts yeah. anyone yeah, in a good mood. They were having a great time, all the Clippers coaches. Yeah. Like, that team... That that team pisses away a twenty point lead with the best of them. Yeah, who we gonna start who, who wants drinks? We we gonna start trading some things, don't we? Yes. All right, that's, that's for later. Weston in Milwaukee, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Weston? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, I'd love to be a homer on this one and go with Giannis Antetokounmpo as my favorite, but uh, I'm gonna stick in the golf world, but go a different way than Tiger. And uh, Phil Mickelson's been that guy for me for a long time. Uh, especially in the majors, especially with that all-or-nothing kind of style and just not knowing what Phil was going to do, if he was going to play it safe or play it dangerous, that 10-cup style golf was always just fun to watch for me. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, like, you're right. I mean, he was a guy that, that definitely brought eyeballs to the television, on, on especially on the final day of a major, for sure. Here's an interesting one. I think you, uh, your wife may agree with this, maybe even you. You watch a lot of tennis. Donnie and Evanston. What's up, Donnie? Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I don't want to. I want you guys not to forget uh, Novak Djokovic, man. Yeah. I'm a tennis fan, and Mano uh, Mano, three four hour matches. You know, uh, he's uh, he's a thing of beauty, and and uh, he's a great tennis player, and that's why I he's why I watch tennis anyway. Yeah, yeah he's been uh, he's been fantastic. The most accomplished male tennis player, major wise, ever, right, Mallor? Is he number one now? Yeah, Serena too. Like, yeah. uh, like a Serena was must watch. Yeah, as dominant as anybody. Uh, Jim and Crystal Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Hey guys, you guys almost stole my thunder earlier talking about uh, Double B Barry Bonds, and uh, but I had to, um, you know, chime back in because I found it very ironic. They're talking about moving the needle. Um, I chose Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa. You got to talk about how those guys moved the needle. You know, no pun intended. Back then, like nobody's <laughs> yeah, moved the needle already. Right. Like for me, and I think for baseball fans all around the world, those guys moved the needle like nobody's business. And shame the hell on the Hall of Fame for not putting those guys in. Amen to that, brother. And you don't care, like, you still don't care that they cheated at all? Well, there's got to be a... Put them in a special section of the Hall of Fame. Well, yes, Those guys course. are incredible. We got the all-time strikeout leader not in the Hall of Fame. We got the all-time home run leader not in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Those guys were a part of baseball history. Right. It's a damn museum. How about this stat? Meller and I were just going over them again laughing. What was it? Barry Bonds in one season had a hundred. Was it a hundred and sixty-two? Well, no, no, a hundred and twenty intentional. Sorry, hundred and twenty intentionally walked. One hundred and twenty times in two thousand four. Hundred twenty times it gave him a free pass to first base. I think he only led the National League in home runs a couple of years, right? Because twice, twice they wouldn't pitch to him. At one time in '93, he hit forty-six, and then in two thousand one, he hit seventy-three. He was intentionally walked with the bases loaded, wasn't he? Yes. yes. By Joe Madden, right? I think was it was Joe Madden. I think it was done a couple times. Maybe it wasn't Joe Madden. I know Joe Madden had done something no, I think, like that, right? Yeah, Madden yeah. has done that. I don't know if he did it to Bonds, but he, he did it this past year, didn't he? Or two years ago? Thought he did. Maybe it was Mike. Uh, no, because yeah, he was managing Mike. What, yeah. what, what was that? That was a, what was, what did he do? Who was that too? To, against Texas, wasn't it? It was against Seager, I was yeah, Seager, yeah. yes. He's not was quite it very Bonds. controversial, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. And like with a big lead? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they caught him, I want to say. Yeah, I think I've... you're right. They came back in that game. Yeah. All right, 312-332-3776. You got Florida, Ohio, yeah, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah. So yes, then we'll no, take more of your calls. It. Plus, Ryan Rosillo is going to join us at 4. You know, he's he's obviously worked in Boston for a lot of years. He'll talk about the Brady thing. We want to bring up uh, some Belichick stuff, too. And then Rosillo specializes in hoops. We Waddle did mention it's time to start trading some guys. Yeah. February 9th is the trade deadline. We're, we're just over a week away. What does Rosillo think the Bulls will do? He's going to join us coming up at 4. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Sorry, Florida or Ohio, brought to you by our great friends and partners at 19 Crimes Wine. Show everyone in the Twitch chat the Cali Gold. Waddle's holding it up right now. 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Pick up a bottle today and live infamously on your own terms. That's the Cali Gold. You're going to love it. It's the sparkling and uh, the Cali Red is which I, I love them all, but I really love the Cali Red. And then you can uh, check out the Rosé as well. Why are you so dressed up today? You got jeans? You got a sweater on? You going out? No, I had to. Uh, I was doing an interview with uh, NBC the, uh, about the Bears' um, move to Arlington Heights. Oh. So they called me and asked me if I would sit down and talk with them about Very it. Very nice. And I said... Yeah, I will. Will TV tonight? Is that airing? I have no idea when it's airing. I don't know. I think it's for a larger production, so I don't know. I don't okay. Know Did you go there to the I NBC went to a Tower? St- no, I didn't go there. I went to some studio out in the West Loop. Well, yeah. Nice of you. Well, it's just, you know, somebody asked, and I said, okay, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, nothing secretive about it. And one of my, you know, thoughts on having played on Soldier Field and, you know, what they're planning on doing up at uh, like, NRL tonight. Yeah. Let's move. Let's move yes. this thing. I said it's win, 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 win. Yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody. What do you got, guys? All right. We have a flicked cigarette causes what? What? trailer fire. A, a what? F- a flicked cigarette oh, causes man. trailer fire. Oh, that's- fire crews responded to a trailer that caught fire Wednesday morning. Ricardo Montalvo accidentally set the trailer on fire while flicking his cigarette near a gas container, according to the sheriff's office. He attempted to put the fire out. The family said that is their livelihood, their main source of income by doing yard work. Now all their equipment is charred. This is Florida, right? Panhandle, Florida. I'm thinking like... It's panhandle. Like who's... It's warm weather in Florida. You're smoking outside. You're not going outside for a smoke if you well, own a trailer. Well, you're definitely not doing... Didn't you say they, they were... What was the equipment that got charred? 
Uh, yard work equipment. Yeah, you're not doing yard work even in Ohio this not, time no. of year. Uh-uh. Like, I mean, it, I can, I can steer handle. you in the direction of, you know, places in Ohio where that would happen, but... Not this time of year. No, you don't think so? Uh, okay, you, you're handle. thinking like Dan, Destin? Is that where you're going? You're going to Destin? Well, it's a, it's a, like Destin's that. a nice vacation town, isn't it? Yeah, but give I me mean... Some, give me something else. Um... I'm not sure. I'll go St. Augustine. Okay. Home of the uh, the PGA Hall of Fame. I'll go St. Augustine, Florida. Okay. Someone has to say Ohio, so I will. It happened in Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> You're right. The, I mean, the tell here is is that yeah. the, the landscaping equipment, nobody is, that stuff's all put away in Ohio yeah, at this time. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's cold. That was good detective work. Yeah, by yeah. You. I just think that there's a lot there. Um, I don't. I, I care not no, to no. expand. <laughs> Ryan Rossillo is going to join us next. He is a. He obviously covered sports in Boston for a lot of years. Will tell us about uh, Tom Brady and also the Bulls. What does he think this team should do? We're over a week away. Sell. How many of them should they sell? It's really a tough watch, and really, there's. Very little emotion, even for me as a diehard Bulls fan, watching this team play. Uh, We'll talk to Ryan Rossillo coming up next.